in a format where people try to always be right, we're comfortable being mostly wrong. Hey there, welcome to Mostly Wrong, episode 11. I'm Matt Lucas, and joining me are Ryan Glowinka. Hello there. And Mark Jackson. Hola. So, this is second episode of our turn, 12 episode total, and as promised, we're not talking about video games, because even if we did, we are talking pre-show, it would be the same conversation as last week. So, fortunately, we're talking about TV and movies, and, well... I think I'm going to let Ryan lead it off and tell me what he is interested in this week. Um, well, I guess I could just um, jump right in there and start the discussion with um, Marvel. The whole like MCU and specifically kind of like what I wanted to talk about with you guys is the phase four, specifically like what's been going on this year with um wandavision through shang chi mm-hmm. um i and i guess we should preface preface this with saying um that uh big spoilers you know if anybody wants to avoid any kind of like uh marvel conversations yeah you know, ultimate spoilers because there's no way to have a conversation yeah. without yeah wrecking there's it. no way to <laughs> wrecking the, the the we have to have like a full deep dive on it mm-hmm. talking about it and um, but to know where to end, you both are not current with what if, is that correct? That correct. is correct. Okay. So we should skip that one, but we can talk about Shang Chi, correct? We can. Yeah. Cause I think we've, we've all seen that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I guess we could talk about all the shows and the two movies that have been out this year, Black Widow and Shang Chi. So, Ultimately, what are what are your thoughts so far on what uh, has transitioned from the Infinity Saga to Phase Four with the way that the shows are going? And uh, I guess ultimately, like, uh, do you have a favorite of the shows well, so far? Here, let's. What I was thinking, if I had a favorite um, of the shows, I would say for me personally, I liked. I probably enjoyed Loki the most. Okay. I felt I like it agree was with that. the most well-rounded. Yeah, I I also agree. And from the WandaVision perspective, you know as you know that I was you had to talk me into giving it a chance cuz I was out after 3 episodes. It, oh, I think all of us were. Like it was so dry and boring mm-hmm. pretty much like just what it was like almost there were 30 minute episodes and they were kind of bland and it was the fourth episode that like kicked it into overdrive where it was like oh this is what the show's really about and it also not coincidentally like it ends <clears throat> with present day marvel situation so it right. it ties into that i wanted to ask yeah. like so mark mm-hmm. were you on board for wandavision from the beginning or did you struggle too um Maybe I struggled, but not as... I don't think Sarah and I struggled as much as you guys did. Um, yeah, I, appre- I appreciated, like, the artifice about it. You know, like, from well, a pr- production standpoint, I did 
respect what they were doing and I understood what they were doing. But for me, it was kind of like a, they were belaboring the point. I was like, yeah, I get it. It was almost like TV production porn for the people that were involved in making it. It's like, oh, look, we're going to make this just like Bewitched. We're going to make this just like Malcolm in the Middle. And I can appreciate it on that level. But narratively, like, except for those little dips into darkness where, you know, <clears throat> you know, kind of things were bubbling up under the surface where the illusion was like kind of falling through, like that was the only parts of those episodes that really grabbed my attention. And so because of that, I was like, wow, they're really committing to this. And by the third episode, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be on board for this because I would want about 10% of the theme episode and 90% of like tying into the greater MCU at large. And I think that was my problem. I think what they should have done is released the first three episodes at once instead of the first two and then going to a third week of the same thing before you got to the episode four where things changed Mm -hmm. and the show got uh, changed direction right but i think if they'd done that maybe it would have been a little bit easier sell for people because they then would could watch binge those first three episodes and then only have to wait a week for the good episode or the show to, or the, the good the episode. Story, you know what I mean? Well, I feel like, like my opinion the is story, in the minority. The story takes off. Yeah, I, I feel so. like a lot of people were pretty warm to it, even immediately. They were they very much wanted to like it or legitimately did like it. I, I know one of my uh, youngest brother, he liked it without reservation. He didn't struggle with that beginning part, I guess, because he, he had faith that that was interesting enough and that it was going to lead somewhere and I'm not afraid to just admit that I just didn't have the patience initially. What about you, Ryan? Did you really struggle? Uh, I I didn't really struggle. I guess I, I feel more like your brother where like I had faith that they would pull it around. And I, I think there's also something to consider like hindsight. We know that the other shows like, you know, different obviously different um, writers and producers and uh, directors and stuff like that. They pulled off, you know, the um, Falcon and Loki, um, and even this "What If" when you guys finish it. Um, I think they pulled off something pretty special. Mm-hmm. But that first one, I think a lot of people were hesitant, you know, to dive right in and, and you know, w- was it going to be um, was it going to be any good? You know, we're going to this first show on a kind of new streaming platform, you know, that had already had seen some success with the Mandalorian, you know, but is it going to work for, you know, a new Marvel, you know, a new Marvel series jumping from um, the moot from the big screen to the small screen? Because mm-hmm. you could argue that from the Netflix side that when they started canceling all those shows that even though they're, they had some popularity that the reason that they got canceled is because they could never fully truly tie them in to the MCU. They only kind of reference them, you know, from afar. Right. And even with shield on broadcast and the couple others that have, you know, MCU tie-ins, they only reference the MCU and they're not like true tie-ins mm-hmm. where, whereas this, these shows are part are part of the phase four and true tie-ins and they're weaved into the MCU. 
Right. And because of that they just have to they have more weight to them. Yep. And you feel like that there's actual consequences because you have the movie actors yeah. playing the characters and therefore anything that happens, everything else like the Daredevil show and Punisher and Jessica Jones, like were mostly good shows with the exception of Iron Fist, in my opinion, probably a lot of people's opinions because he sucks. I don't know how that happened as far as casting, but um, let me ask you this. Fun moments. <laughs> Uh, agree to disagree on that one but <laughs> um, <laughs> let's let me ask you this so we had wandavision falcon winter soldier and then loki right was that the release order yeah, correct mm-hmm. yes and now what if how about the, we the, we rate the or order them list them um favorite to least favorite can you do that i think i could do that all right so what's what's I your that. what's your three look like well, if if so, I could do four because I've seen them all. So oh, you're including you what do, if? Yeah, would do you want me to do that, or you just want me? Yeah, to do yeah, totally. Do what if? All right, I'll do Loki. Mm-hmm. Then what if? Then WandaVision. Then um, Falcon. Oh, okay. All right, Mark. Uh, Loki, WandaVision, uh, Falcon. I would probably be. Loki, Falcon, WandaVision, what if? Hmm. So the animation guy doesn't like the animation. I don't like that style of animation. It's almost like procedurally like it's almost procedurally done. It's uh hmm. it lacks a lot like, of I may have used this word already, like an artifice. Um I realize that there's a lot of talent that goes into doing that, but I don't like polygonal cell shaded stuff. Um I'm more interested in traditional, like 2D or hand-drawn animation, and I'm not trying to be a snob or a hipster about it. It just the, it looks a little too stiff and robotic to me. There isn't a fluidity, at least from the three episodes that I watched, that I would want from animation that I typically enjoy. Hmm. So interesting. I, I don't interesting. You you, you don't see fluidity. I, I it's guess. not that there's an absence of a total absence of fluidity. It's almost like, you know how there's people that that claim to not be able to see the difference between, you know, 60 and 30 frames? Right. So yeah, for me, okay. when I watch certain types of animation, and this is one of those types, there's like a stutter to it, a jerkiness, like a, it's not as fluid as I want it to be. And that's like a, it comes down to a preference thing. I'm not saying there's anything okay. inherently wrong with the style, but there's something about the style that feeds into like a sense of um, wrongness to me. That's not, like I said, it's not objective. It just doesn't, it's not pleasing to me to watch. Okay. Okay. So that's fair. But that being said, it's only probably as low as it is because I haven't finished it. And you have. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's, in your opinion, without spoiling you know stuff because mark hasn't seen it i don't really care um but does it tie into the overarching current mythos at all or is that a spoiler in and of itself i don't really want to comment okay. uh, i think it's better to finish it um they they're not long episodes i think the longest one might have been 40 minutes but most of them are around 30 and there are nine so this is the longest well wandavision was nine wasn't it right well, I don't know. 
Maybe. I don't remember. I'd have to go look. So, but yeah, so like um, I was talking to a coworker at work today and asked if he had finished it. He thought there were only six. So there's actually nine. Okay. Well, let me, so as far as that's concerned, you got nine. It's kind of an anthology. You thought in aggregate they were all strong. Was there, were there any peaks or no, valleys? There were, yeah, no, it definitely up, up and down. But I think as a whole, you know, I think it's worth the watch and okay. then we can discuss more. Sure thing. All right. And then since we're going to bypass that entirely, um, it seems like both of you weren't super into Falcon and winter soldier. Um, Mark, what, what made it so low on your list? Been trying to figure that out. <laughs> I don't know what it was about. I don't know well, if it was, because it, it was <laughs> that it aired during my uh, most stressful time in my life okay <laughs> uh, for work yeah um, um but, so i don't know if that's feeding into some of it but i just wasn't i wasn't as engaged with the story um i thought that it was all well done mm-hmm. um and i you know i liked everybody in it um i don't know that i was engaged really with the whole um uh, what were those uh superhuman what group were that were they? all the flag uh, smashers yeah that that whole plot line just didn't i don't know it didn't really grip me as i agree much. with you the the villain was like half-baked she wasn't yeah. they were trying to play it both ways a little too much like she's supposed to be sympathetic but then she started killing people and they blew all that you know she right. could no longer really be sympathetic at that point exactly and then the whole walker thing i liked he looked goofy um, as hell. That first scene where they like zoom in on him with his chin jutting out and that goofy ass helmet, like he does not have the typical like Steve Rogers face. So he his face does not work for the standard helmet. In my you know opinion. who that actor is. Dude, I was blown you? away. I did not know that was Kurt Russell's son at the time. Yeah. Yep. You can see it without the <laughs> no. mask for sure. First right, thing is right. Wyatt, right? Wyatt Russell. Yeah. 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 And he's great. Like he played that part to perfection, to be honest. Like I know you guys probably didn't have a, a history or knowledge of that character before of it. Before of it. And um so he did a great job of that. And I actually liked him because of how punchable he was. Like he just wanted to <laughs> smash him because he was just so obnoxious. He always said the wrong thing. He was cocky in the worst possible ways. Um but yeah, the flag smashers were terrible. Um I will say though that the that I guess the iconic shot from that series where um, he murders the guy with the shield and he's like standing over him with blood on it, that was a really powerful image to me. Just as far mm-hmm. as like what that does to Captain America's legacy, what that looks like to the public right. at large, and that that right. did a lot for me. And I also loved the chemistry between. Um, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. Like I like. Yeah, the... I had no problems with those. Right. I mean, I thought. Like I said, for the most part, I mean, I still, even though I say it's the lowest one on for me, I still enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I just, I wasn't as engaged with the whole flag. What is it? What are they called again? Flag what? <laughs> so, flag smashers. Yeah, they're like, they're smashers. like, okay. immediately forgettable. It's like an <laughs> idea of made of Teflon. It just slips right off your brain because it's inherently boring. <laughs> So, yeah, it was so one note and they were just like, you know, (laughs) anyway. But I but I feel I see the importance for the show because we had to see the 
basically the handoff of you know Captain America to mm-hmm. um, uh, Anthony Mackie's character. Yeah. Um. So, and it was good seeing. You know, you know we needed to see that. And, right. Um. I feel like he's going to make a good Captain America going forward. Right. So for my point, <clears throat> I'm not going to try to dominate this or anything. Another thing I liked about it, as opposed to an element of WandaVision that I didn't like, that it, WandaVision ended in a Dragon Ball Z fight. That was, <laughs> it was supposed, it was kind of a cool reveal. You know how like there was like the runes or whatever on the force field. Um, yeah. But just them like flying through the air. Like normally I'm into super, um, super superhero action. But yeah, I'm surprised that you're not, you didn't. I don't like know. That. I don't know what it was. I think that like this, the show set a different tone, and then like ending with that is not unlike the problem, the small problem I have with Shang Chi. Like it becomes like this um, generic mm. CGI fest at the very end, where everything is huge and loud and bombastic. And I think that they should have a little more confidence in what they're doing. And I think they could have had a smaller confrontation between her and Agatha like maybe even a, a closed room or something where they could have demonstrated like the trickery without all the smoke and mirrors if you follow what I'm saying you know it's funny that you mentioned that because if they had done that everyone would have been like I wish the fight was bigger yeah you can't win and I probably would have been the same person that said that because <laughs> I can't be pleased but um, yeah. I don't know um, and then there's Loki well, Ryan, is there anything you want to touch on about Falcon or WandaVision? Well, for Falcon specifically, I remember that we had had kind of a discussion in kind of our friend group uh, when we had all watched it uh, that um, could Sam actually throw the shield? Yeah, you know, oh, or, you know, uh, I thought about bringing that up, and I was like, eh, yeah, I don't know. no, <laughs> you should bring it up because that was like the major point. You put, know, put that, me on like, blast. You know. Yeah, you know, could he actually do it, or was it um, uh, I, the superhuman strength that allowed? Um, now that to, you opened you, that door, yeah, real quick, let me just through say, it. Let me just say, <laughs> it was jarring for me when I first saw Walker row the shield mm-hmm. because I was like, I thought the whole reason Steve Rogers could throw the shield that way was because he was superhuman. Mm-hmm. He had superhuman strength, so he was able to fling that thing into into walls and stuff like that, but then and have it bounce and then catch it and everything like that. So when when I saw Walker, who was at the at the time that you you first see him throw it, he mm-hmm. wasn't a su- he didn't have any of the superhero uh, human serum in him. He was just a normal human being. Yeah. Granted, probably in peak, perf- you know shape and everything like that because he was supposed to be like a a special special forces um but still no i'm honestly so so that's that took me that took me out of it for a moment me too and then i was like wait a minute these are comics Mm -hmm. well let me ask you this um we're you know my wife and i were not all the way through our the rewatch yet or her first watch but um so I, I I can't remember this specifically. Did Natasha ever throw the shield? I thought I read somewhere after the fact that she did. Like somewhere in like remember. Civil War or something, or you but know, I thought I remember reading that? something about that. So that feels I mean, like a gotcha question because I li- honestly have no memory of that, but I'm sure it happens. Yeah. 
it happened if you're uh, i mean i i mean i'll i'll when we ever if and when we get to those points you know or when we do you know I'll, I'll i'm curious to like oh yeah she did it was a, during this movie or this fight or whatever mm-hmm. when they worked together or or something so so it's such like, a trivial I, thing but yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with mark and it was something that bothered me in the moment it's funny how meaningless it is now to me so much so that i didn't even think about it because it won me over but if you want to think about it logistically or logically if that can be applied to comics because nothing matters is yes steve is as effective with the shield as he is because of his power you know Mm -hmm. he's he's got an analytical mind which maybe anybody could do that with the appropriate level of intellect it's not like he's a genius maybe he's a tactical genius i don't know like he could be he couldn't be depending on the needs for like the scene or whatever but i always assumed that he was able to throw it with the force that he could and you know have it geometry off the environment because of the power mostly because that thing i mean let's say the lightest it could be is like five pounds have you ever tried to hurl something that weighs five pounds obviously we're not examples of peak human condition but at the same time like and the other aspect is doesn't it doesn't it absorb or is that vibranium or isn't it vibranium it it is vibranium so theoretically like it shouldn't have great bouncing properties anyway right (laughs) i mean i've never even really thought about this before being a huge comic fan Mm -hmm. like i've never it shouldn't ricochet effectively like it should just hit the wall and fall off like don't thunk and just hit the ground right yeah because it should absorb things and they in the first um all right, in so there's the no point Captain, in doing it. <laughs> well, in the first Captain America movie, they talk about like um, the bullets just being absorbed off of it and falling to the floor. Yeah, and Thor even hits it with his hammer and he takes it. So never mind. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to argue it anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a rabbit hole we don't need to go down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a dead end. So uh, instead of co-opting the podcast about something completely stupid, um, <laughs> do either of you have anything you want to say about? those things you want to talk because this has already eaten up a pretty good amount of time um as far as i would just say loki, loki for me was yeah. i like when the mcu goes weird yeah. and that, yeah. that show was yeah alligator weird. loki uh got us yeah, there. yeah. and like, <laughs> i don't know i Ant- Ant- man you know dr strange you know this was mm-hmm. right up the alley, same alley quantum right mm-hmm. right so i was i was all in that first episode had me hooked Right mm-hmm. off the bat. Well, let me ask you this then. Um, so you were mostly all in, but I feel like both of you were maybe a little lukewarm on the very end. Am I correct about that? Um, the reveal I of. Know. Okay. I didn't know if you had any idea who he was as a villain. Did you have to look it up and kind of inform your, like, backfill that information? Yeah, I had to look it up. I had to watch, like, a couple, you know, right. v- different videos and put together videos to know who he Wait. was. Yeah. Who are we talking about? Kang. Kang. Oh, oh. What did they no, call I him? Knew who exactly. Who, I I knew who he was as soon as he showed up. Okay. Surprise. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, he's one of the three heads that you see, you know, behind the uh, where when Loki's getting. Uh, oh, I see. But you didn't know his significance though, as like a Marvel character, did you? You just knew that he was um, the villain, a villain within the show. I knew he was a villain, and I knew he was going to be uh, introduced in okay. this series. Um, it wasn't until right before the final episode that I re- uh, that I learned about 
who he was. So, yeah. Did you know? Do you know his um, supposed genealogy in the comics? <laughs> They've been changing. Not in stuff. the comics. Okay. No. It, I mean, if they they could surprise us in Phase Four, in you know, if I know where you're going with this, Matt, okay. and uh, you know, he could. They, if oh, some characters come into the oh. into the MCU, isn't he like um, uh, have something something to do with um, uh, Steve Richards? Not Steve Richards, but Reed Richards. Yeah, Reed Richards. God dang it! You're half, halfway, halfway there. You're halfway there. I was just being we a were dick talking anyway. About Steve Rogers before. <laughs> no, but that's. I don't know with the current continuity if they're still saying that. It's always been animated that he was the ancestor of him because he's a genius and he has the same last name because there's only, you know, one family with the name Richards in the Marvel universe. Apparently isn't Agatha, the witch Harkness? in WandaVision. Yeah. Isn't she tied to Reed Richards too? That I don't know. I have no idea. I thought I read right. that somewhere. Because hmm. what, um, I, I, I don't know when, but they are doing a fantastic four movie in the MCU and mm-hmm. that's been announced. Right. So, yeah. So I'd be curious to see, you know, if Kang shows up in that one. I yeah. hope so. I just want to see yeah, a Fantastic that... Four movie. So <laughs> I, I know see, I'd love you to know. see some cast. That's actually really good. <laughs> yeah, it's as opposed to the four turds. <laughs> the the very first one is watchable and has some fun moments. Is it but though? are you saying where the thing is the commish? That's watchable. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what was it? The Human Torch was actually uh, Captain America. Yeah. yeah. The funny thing about him, though, is like he fits for both. Like his role as yeah. Johnny Storm and other characters like that made me think he was a terrible fit for Steve Rogers until he played the character. So yeah. it's a it's another example of that uh, Heath Ledger thing where you just can't see it until you do. Right. So I mean, I think they should get the same actor back to play Doctor Doom. I think I thought he was great. Yeah, I just don't see that happening. He's he's isn't he just kind of like a mid level TV guy? I mean, it was twenty years ago, so it's probably not going to happen. They yeah. probably get someone new. My problem with him is he doesn't have Doom. Doom has this weird um, dichotomy of like grave threat and like supreme intellect, and then he also has this like super goofy side he's he's the archetypal villain that like monologues and like is super brilliant but always subverts himself because he wants to he he needs people to know that he's awesome and so he'll throw his plans out the out of the way to like you know um show off basically and like i said he is effectively iron man and dr strange combined but in a villain. So basically, form. he's a uh, Bond villain, is what you're saying. He's 100 like a Bond like a villain. Like Lex Luthor. Yeah, and <laughs> his relationship to the Fantastic Four is extremely bizarre. He is the godfather to one of their children, like despite being their arch nemesis, and it's that mm-hmm. wacky shit that I'm into. So I want to see that explored. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> but anyway, um, Shang Chi, Brian, how'd you feel? Um, I really enjoyed it. I th- I actually thought that the two hours. Mm-hmm. were a little bit um, di- so different that I loved the second hour way more than the first. So the bus scene mm-hmm. was amazing. Yes. But then I thought that the first hour was kind of a little bit boring. <laughs> and the second hour was, you know, it made up for it. So the whole movie as a whole was awesome. Right. But yeah, if, if 
if the second half of the movie would have been more of the first, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I did. Okay. I pretty much, from the moment the bus scene happened, like I was, I was on board from that second. Once I saw how legit that fight was, the way it was shot, the choreography, you just, I was like, honestly shocked because we had seen parts of, (laughs) uh, part clips of that and all the trailers and it didn't really, it wasn't really grabbing me in like snippets, but just mm-hmm. the the fact that it was like 10 minutes long and just like yeah. it was such a tremendous set piece. I was like, holy shit, I am into Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi, however you want to say it. And yeah. um, I couldn't even believe it in the theater. I looked over at Jennifer and I was like, this is good. <laughs> like <laughs> kind of incredulous because I didn't think it was going to be. And I guess I could see where there's a lull before they kind of get to... Um, I, I understand they went from that to like kind of a storytelling. They had to tell, mm-hmm. you know, they had to build it up to then they had to get the payoff. Yeah. yeah. What's his dad's so name? Or just, what's the actor that plays his dad? Tony Leung? Leung? Tony Leung. Tony Leung. Leung. Yeah, yeah. He was incredible. No. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> I have a certain family member who says that uh, he's, he, he's probably her favorite um, martial arts actor. It, nice. She's super big into that Hong Kong, Hong Kong like action movie genre, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, but uh, I, I don't know. I was in, I was engaged in the movie the whole way through. I, I didn't find a single fault with the movie, <laughs> uh, which was surprising to me because I knew nothing about this character. I didn't even know this character even existed until like they started talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I purposely didn't watch any trailers because I don't want to watch any Marvel trailers. I avoid them. <laughs> and so I went into this with very... I went in this with no expectations. I, I felt like I was just going to come out and be like, oh, okay, that was like, you know, uh, Captain Marvel or something where I'm like, okay, I can see where it fits in. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, I was entertained. But no, I was like engrossed the whole time through. I thought the acting was good. I thought the fight choreography was good mm-hmm. um, I mean some of the best fight scenes in a Marvel movie I would say yeah. oh 100% oh, absolutely. There's, there's no they competition need to, they need to keep this uh, fight choreographer for all the movies going forward yeah so. the only thing I think would compare is uh, like Civil War or Winter Soldier the fire, the choreography in that was pretty tight you know especially like, yeah but oh, man this was uh, this was next this level was for sure yeah you guys know that the fight choreographer passed away, right? No, I didn't. No. Wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Wasn't it the guy from the Matrix stuff, or was it the guy from uh, John Wick? What's his name? Ah, um, oh, man, Ryan, you just. Uh... I'm sorry. <laughs> that being just said, <laughs> that's a shame. I would. You would think you would have some proteges. Uh, oh, so no. Andy Shang is the fight choreographer. Okay. Um, this fight choreographer. So who was the? But someone passed away. Maybe it was the stunt guy. I remember reading a Reddit post about it, and they were like, you know, they need to get this guy back, and uh, Brad Allen. That's the guy. Hmm. Yeah, he passed uh, away in the beginning of August, and his name was in the post in the credits at the end. Yeah, oh. I remember that, but I didn't realize that's 
he was the fight choreographer. He is the stunt guy. So the the fight choreographer and the stunt guy work together to make all the scenes work. Yeah. And so the reason that the scenes work so well is because of the stunt choreographer, the basically the stunts working in tandem with the fight choreography. And so like mm-hmm. like he comes up with all these brilliant ideas for the stunts to make them the fights work so well. Right. And so yeah, Brad Allen's not with us anymore, and so, uh, but yeah, shame. I think he did John Wick as well. Okay, um, but he is a student of Jackie Chan, so. Um, but say that I know there were many, many others that uh, worked with him, and so I'm sure they've all learned from him and be able to um, uh, go go do uh, be able to make you know take on what he's they've learned from him and. and in like feature movies. So let me ask you this. You were a huge fan of Kim Kim's convenience. Did you get this feeling while you're watching it? He's kind of just like Jung, <laughs> like, after, yeah, yeah. like embracing his <laughs> destiny because he kind of had that kind of same flavor. I felt like, yeah, I, um, <laughs> I really wanted his dad to show up at some point, you know, just as like a cameo. cameo that was a missed opportunity. There's yeah. no reason he couldn't. Have, right. Sneak attack. <laughs> Have you never watched uh, Kim's Convenience, Mark? We watched. Um, you weren't into it. That's maybe, right. <clears throat> we watched failure. We didn't dislike it. I think we got distracted by its badness. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Such a failure. Words in my mouth, Matt. Right. Sorry, I forgot it was your racism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, pick it back up, man. There's five seasons. It's all <clears> finished. All, you could finish it in like a weekend. It's There's not very many. They're only like 30 minutes. Totally, I will say it's a little weird in spots. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't always kind of get where it's coming from, but it, I feel like it's overall pretty wholesome, you know, if you're into that kind yeah. of thing. Um, no, I'm not. I hate he, he doesn't like wholesome comedy. What are you talking about? I know. <laughs> Our Dark Lord over there just wants torment. Yeah. <laughs> Torment, Halloween, you know, <laughs> serial killer horror movies. Oh yeah. my lord! <laughs> well, um, what do we got? Uh, well, that's a good segue into you know one of the movies that Mark watched. I think so. <laughs> oh, before we do that, real quick though, um, okay. Let's get like a thirty-second summary of your thoughts on Black Widow. Ryan, go. No pressure. Oh, um, I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it was a good story for Natasha's past mm-hmm. um, to kind of like to her whole history. And I thought they set it up well for um, like where they could go and take it with uh, her sister. Okay. How did you feel about her sister? Um, as a, fine. as a character, like, as a character, mm-hmm. I thought it was well done okay. um, introduced well, and they had a good uh, rapport with each other. Right. So the whole family, like kind of dynamic with, everyone i thought was done well in fact the um uh like way they did the twist kind of like double cross thing was awesome (laughs) i didn't see that coming all right that's your time mark oh fine okay (laughs) Hmm? mark okay um i'm going to mostly agree with ryan um i'm going to add that i think um the actress who played her sister and the actor who played 
uh, from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say this right now for all those that are listening. I suck at name. So, <laughs> you know what? Good. Lean into it because here's the thing. Name recall. Everybody takes yeah. way too much pride in this trivia bullshit where they can instantly recall yeah. like any We're actor or right? Yeah, so, that's our yeah. brand. So, <laughs> lean into it. Like it doesn't matter to an extent so we can communicate, but there's no shame in not knowing it. It's right. So, I thought they stole the show. I thought those yeah. actors mm-hmm. I would agree. were the highlights of that movie. Um, I liked I, I was entertained. I liked that it was a good, you know, good send off for, um, um, yeah, see, I'm already forgetting her name. Scarlett Johansson. The Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. The titular the, the title character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, it, it, and Rachel Weiss even was, was good in it. I, I, I just thought the whole, you know, they, uh, those two especially did such a good job with the sh- good job. Right. I'm, all in on seeing them again in the MCU. So, yep. My uh, my overall opinion is I thought it was a solid movie. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It came out at the wrong time. It should have come out I, four years ago, and that's yeah. that's the biggest weakness with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we got the pandemic to thank for that. Yeah, no, yeah, but even he, then, he's saying it should have come out four years ago. It should have come out said. post like uh, Civil War. Like immediately following the events uh, that led her into being. Oh, yeah, I I kind of agree. It should have. If I was going to, way sooner. If you're going to have like an ideal Marvel movie viewing order, I would place it somewhere around then, not where it's at. Not release date on this one for sure. I think it'd be much stronger there, in my opinion. Like the the like in the timeline viewing order, you'd put it like right after Civil War. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and definitely 100% before her death. Well, I guess not 100% oh. before her death. Damn. I guess I didn't think about it. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I guess That's, yeah. Uh, it's informed by her death. Oh, so I will retract what I'm saying. The movie as it is wouldn't work that way, but <laughs> it should it should have been made at that era. Like, it could have omitted yeah. her dying in it and still introduced her sister. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That was a huge oversight, but also on brand. So Well, isn't that only the, like, is it the post credits that show that part? Yes. I so guess maybe right. you just like you could like yeah, you're right because you could go to the credits mm-hmm. and then just you can t- like if you're watching it with someone brand new or whatever you could I don't know why you would do this but you could just skip that yeah. post credit scene and watch it later or something. It doesn't work that way, but yeah, that, I know. Oh well. <laughs> Anyway, I still yeah. am of that opinion. So anyway, I think we skipped something. We skipped. No, we didn't skip anything. That's all the nope. MCU stuff. You know, we, yeah, we talked all the shows and both movies. All right. Uh, Mark, you yeah. had a question you wanted to posit about a movie that was pretty well received a few years ago. <laughs> oh, are we now is this your segue into the movie I watched? That's yes. Literally what I was just saying. Okay, we're moving on. Anyway, uh, okay. <laughs> no, um, so I watched a horror movie um, that I had heard was good and was um, worth watching. Um, and I heard that a number of different things that it was well done. That it was scary. Um, 
other than I mean, okay, it. <laughs> I have a question in there. Was it good? Because I I'm still like well, which is I I sh- which is incredible. It's like I'm just gonna blow your secret here. It's the witch, the the v, <laughs> the vitch. I know it's spelled that way, but colon was it good? <laughs> That's how you have it in the show notes. That's yeah, incredible. I love it. I, I, I don't know. Even even now, uh, weeks after having watched it. Um, I still don't know if I liked it. Okay, let not. me hit you with um, a, not a similar movie, but a movie in the same genre. Um, Midsummer was it good? Okay. Um, okay, so it's funny you mentioned that movie because mm-hmm. that was a movie that um, I <laughs> Ryan's a big time thumbs down yeah. on the uh, camera. <laughs> that was the movie that I immediately like came to mind right after watching. I had a feeling. And I, I still don't know how I feel about that movie either. Um, parts, part of me, uh, part of me wants to like like it, but I'm not sure if I really do or not. And that's how I feel about The Witch. So, so I think there's value. I in appreciate. That. Yeah. I pre- okay. Maybe maybe if we if I explain this, maybe you guys can help me through this. So <laughs> I thought the movie. Okay, I'm going to talk about The Witch. Ryan, have you seen this? Uh, I've not seen The Witch, okay. so I don't... But it's fine. All right. Um, I thought it was shot really well, and I appreciate what the the director... And this was his, like, I think his first film? Mm-hmm. Did he write and direct it? Yes, he wrote and directed okay. this. Um, they basically shot it um, with available light. Like, they didn't uh, use any any um lighting or anything like that they basically if it was shot if it was night they shot it at night if they if it was during the day they shot it during the day they didn't use any kind of extra light sources and um so i appreciate the level that they went to um the movie is also based on a whole bunch of writings from the time period about you know from the Salem witch trial time period, mm-hmm. so the way they spoke was how they spoke back then. Yeah, it was kind of the Middle so English. I had yeah, I had to turn on subtitles uh, <laughs> uh, about ten fifteen minutes into it, um, just so I could follow along what was going because it was it, it was almost like listening to another language, um, but and I. Again, I even appreciate I appreciate that. It just the stuff I Ryan is very compelled right now. I can tell. <laughs> um, I'm not I don't know I don't know I wasn't I wasn't scared or I wasn't I mean there was I don't know. You're so flustered by your your emotions on it. Like I think that alone kind of like speaks to its favors. Like it's it's uh speaks in its favor because you're just like you just don't you just can't even process it. I wasn't creeped out, and you guys know me. I like horror movies, so it takes a lot to creep me out. And I there are stuff that creep me out. There are movies that creep me out. This didn't. And I thought I it was slow and, and boring. Okay, all right. I thought well, it looked you. interesting, and there was interesting concepts. But I felt mm-hmm. like it was too slow to prop those up. Yeah, and, and then it was over. It, it was like 
it was abruptly. over when it abruptly and mm-hmm. i thought it was actually starting to get interesting when it ended <laughs> yeah because something actually <laughs> happened getting good suddenly. right something yeah. actually happened yes mm-hmm. yes um and i like the i like the actress uh that's in it um she was in the um queen's gambit uh princess um, peach get it right yeah yeah oh um, yeah Anya right. Taylor Joy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um I thought again, I thought all the acting was good from all the from all the actors in it. Even the kid even the child uh actors in it were good. Um I just Well store it, it just stuck with you though, right? Yeah. I mean it's obvious it, it's clearly it's made me think about it. Right. And I've I've started to become of the opinion if something even like if you're that conflicted on it and it's something you have to kind of ruminate on for hours, if not days after the fact that there is something there, even if like you can't recommend it, that the experience maybe was still worthwhile in a sense. Because that's also how I feel about Midsummer. because I still think about that movie, too. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel the same way, though. I wouldn't watch it again, and I wouldn't recommend it. I think it's a yeah. one-time viewing. It's worthwhile. And I know, Ryan, you hated it, right? I mean, I don't think about it at all, even though I saw it, you know? Yeah. I mean, watched just it the one like time. It. I, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't hate it. Um, but you I had, just, it was kind of... With its it was, sister had, movie, uh, Hereditary, that stuck with uh-huh. you a little bit, didn't it? I I wouldn't say that I enjoyed Hereditary, but I liked it more. That was more thought provoking. I thought Midsummer was just disturbing and weird. Yeah, like I agree, and like so, I don't know. Like I I guess it was an experience, you know, watching mm-hmm. Midsummer, you know, and. I mean, you could probably do a film study on it and like dissect all of the things that the characters did wrong and decisions they made. But I guess that's the point, you know, that the author was trying to do is that, you know, people make stupid decisions, you know, by deciding to go with these people and all of whatever, you know, I don't know. Like, but so, but with Hereditary, that one was just like the way that it concluded for me stuck with me more right you know it was more um yeah it just it kind of resonated with me more the way that story was the the story like like with midsummer i was just like <laughs> okay yeah this this <laughs> happened i, I like to learn hereditary better right. than midsummer too and uh just so people know hereditary and midsummer are directed by the same director right um uh, not the same director as the witch just want to clarify all this right. no. yeah. well this is from the category from the is just that's... challenging horror films yeah and i well, like i mean have you guys though, seen uh in general Human centipede one and two uh, uh no. no okay all right well so i got one up on you guys right so did you watch both of them i i have seen human centipede one and then i did watch human centipede two yeah lips to buttholes ATM, mm-hmm. the movie. Um, yep. was do you feel like so there curious. was? Do you feel like there was any value for you in watching those? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, so would you watch the first 
the first movie and you got the <laughs> the general sense for what this was, what drew you into the second? Um, the curiosity, really. Okay. Just, like, it, it was just kind of like, I. it was basically, I can't believe they made a first one. How could they make a second one? What could that be about? So, And it was even more horrifying. Okay. Well, so it paid off in that sense. Yes. Okay. So Ryan oh. Glowinka, unabashed fan of Human Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of curiosity in horror movies, I was uh, reading an article today that popped up on my phone um, where um, a group, I believe, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here and I'm trying to remember the article, but I believe it was uh, it, uh, there was a group that did a study in Europe, I think, to find using science to find out what the scariest movie is. Okay. So, mm. um, like results? jump scares, jump no, scares, or uh, they would they actually had them hooked up and were monitoring their heart rates and stuff during the movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the, the before this particular study, I guess there was a study done a few years ago by I don't know if it was another group or the same group, but the movie. Um, uh shoot silent by it was a scott dickerson movie from 2011 anyway was rated the most scariest movie by science Hmm. um Hmm. now uh in 2021 they did and apparently there's a movie called the host oh that's a korean movie no 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 okay yes there's a korean movie called Host, mm-hmm. but there was one done during the pandemic um, where the guy, uh, the filmmaker, did it entirely like on a Zoom call. So all the actors are in Zoom, like they're having, like they're friends doing a Zoom call during lockdown. Oh. And, and um, they end up having like doing like a, a seance or something. This is all from the article, but it was now it dethroned that movie. And now is considered by science, and I'm using air quotes, to be <laughs> scariest movie. Um, uh, skepticism. I'm looking at the IMDb for host. It looks like Blair Witch via Zoom, <laughs> which I guess is what they're going for. So, right. That's, that's not, have you watched it? No. To, to that's validate why these I'm, findings? No. I, I, like I said, I only read this article this morning, and I only found out about this movie today right but speaking of curiosity i'm kind of intrigued okay well you can report back because this looks like hot garbage (laughs) (laughs) and you know you know it may very well be but i mean i mean science (laughs) yeah who can argue with it well apparently half the country anyway yeah we're gonna avoid that um ryan yes sir I know we kind of supplanted discussion things you wanted to talk about with this horror uh, diversion. Is there Halloween? Well, I guess it is. Yeah, thematic. Um, Did you want to talk about anything other than this right now? Do you have any time? Um, Sorry to put you on the spot. Go. (laughs) Are you a horror? um, Am I a horror fan? Like I sort of not really like I'm getting back into it uh, because I realized that horror is not slasher films that right. I thought it was. So you like you more know. psychological horror. Yeah. 
if you My do life. like it. Yeah, and that's yeah. The same thing. Like, what's what's that Not Netflix that I show? I don't appreciate a slasher movie here or there, but right. What's that Netflix show? The Haunting of the Hill House, Hill House? or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, like that. That's kind of like turned me around on it. To what? Have um, you watched the new one that they have? Know? It's it's by the, the same Midnight Mass. Yeah. I oh. No, not yet. We that's on our list. So okay. you know, we should really try to knock that to. out this month, just because you know, since we have, yeah, yeah. that would work. But um, yeah, and but you know, like I saw one of the Conjuring's in the theater like ten years ago, whenever it first came out, or whatever. Like I think it was the first one. Those are cheesy as hell, but I do like them. I do like the first Conjuring. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Yeah. Um, I I kind of want to go back because I kept re- reading that there's like a Conjuring verse now, there like is. an MCU ver- uh, for the Conjuring movies. <laughs> Could you make it sound less appealing? Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, that being said, uh, I kind of I'm kind of curious. Again, that we're curious. I'm probably going to regret doing that, but. It'll at least give you something to talk about. You can report in. You can be our horror consultant. Although I like horror is one of my top three genres, probably. Um, Have either of you seen Annihilation? Yes. Okay. No. Okay. Mark. That's the one with Natalie. That's one with Natalie Portman. Yeah, and it's uh, man, that's a good movie. I think so too. Uh, I I think it's on our list. I think uh, you would struggle with it. These are good. Yeah. Um, Okay. The TV show The Devs is good too. Yeah, that was a an intense show. Um, we were very much invested in that, and I'm not sure how I felt about the ending ultimately. But um, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was worth it. I think the journey was worth it if they yeah. didn't necessarily stick the landing the way I maybe would have wanted to. But Annihilation is so good. I, I would I would say that's his. As much as I liked Ex Machina, I still like. Yeah, I think Annihilation is his best movie. Love it. All right, Ryan. Um, I wanted to be able to touch on a couple things that you wanted to talk about other than the MCU. So what's your, what's your hottest item here? What's the one you you got to talk about? Well, I, I, we just finished the white Lotus, which, um, sell us on that because I think you brought it up before and I don't understand what it is. Well, it's, it's hard to talk about without giving it away. It's, it's only six episodes, but um, it basically takes place on a resort in Florida. And it's basically a bunch of character pieces. Um, and, I, yeah, it's really, I don't want to, like, give anything away because we went in blind. We didn't know anything about it. It was just recommended by my brother-in-law. And just said like you know oh we just finished it it's really good go check it out he said the same thing that you know it's better to kind of go in blind and watch it and um it's a little bizarre but it is kind of worth the experience it's just six hours about because our episode each and um i guess i could you could call it i it's like a murder mystery you know <laughs> so steve, i guess that's steve that's, zahn's in it Wild. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen him in something since like the mid two thousands or mm-hmm. early. Connie, the... Connie, Connie Britton's in it. Hmm. All right. Well, I just read the synopsis, which is you know good podcasting. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to spoil yourself, because like I'm, I'm always a proponent of going into something as blind as possible if it's mm-hmm. interesting. So I feel like it doesn't give anything away. So if anybody listens, you should read the synopsis. It's an HBO prestige thing. But 
it does seem intriguing, so I think I will check it out. Yeah, and then um, we just finished uh, the last season of Bosch and the last season of Goliath. What is Goliath? So, Goliath is um, with uh, Billy Bob Thornton on mm. Amazon Prime, and Never he plays a lawyer. So it's each season is kind of like a he has a case to solve, mm-hmm. and um, basically it's his way of going about solving the case as a high-powered lawyer that's kind of fallen from you know not really fallen but just kind of like um i'm almost getting perry mason vibes from it yeah uh, in a way because that's kind of his so, arc right like he's fallen really far as like a private investigator and then wants to like legitimize himself by becoming a lawyer yes that is perry mason mm-hmm. yes so but bot or uh, goliath is um why is it called a goliath not it because just like kind of David and Goliath, you know, he's like, okay. you know, him against the world, against the big corporations, stuff like that, maybe. Okay. He can be strong. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like his greatest hits. So what's another thing you've enjoyed think, him in? Well, um, great in that first season of, uh, of Fargo. True. I completely but forgot about I, that. This is probably one of his strongest roles that he's done. So he he really he really does a good job at it, and it, there's four seasons, um, about I think eight episodes each. So it's really not a huge commitment, and it just finished. So, <laughs> All but right. yeah, um, yeah, Bosch is seven seasons, and that's based on a Michael Connolly series that I don't know how long that went, but um, that's uh, it's a cop series, but um, it's more character centric based on uh the character bosch is uh a hollywood detective um that had a um big case that was taken and they made a movie out of it in uh, the book series right and so he got a whole bunch of money from it and used all that money to basically buy a house on the hill and that's where the show kind of picks up. So, like, he doesn't really have a whole lot of money. He just lives on this really nice house on a hill. Hmm. So, you know, he works for a living and kind of, like, solves cases. And that's kind of where the show is, just kind of a day-to-day of his life. So it's like a strong character drama? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, And right. it's uh, based I'll be on honest, his like, partner. Before you recommended it, I thought this looked like, uh, what is it, like a TBS show? maybe like a monk or something like that. Not that it's that, in a hot, it's in another level. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and monk is actually a great show. So I wasn't well, trying monk to be, dis- great. I wasn't trying to be disparaging, but I thought like, it was like a seen, lower tier of television. But you seen Bosch Mark. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've seen okay. Bosch and Goliath. Oh, okay. Well, well shit. Okay. <laughs> well, speak up and help me. <laughs> well, I didn't want to interrupt you. You were doing such a good job. I didn't want to. Interrupt. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Collaborate my statement. Yes, both those shows are good. Watch them. All right. Mark. How much Mark time? Bruce. How much time do we have, Brian? Um, you're our local time minutes. cop. Okay. So um, you want me to talk about the other one that I have on there? 
Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of recommendations for this one, so okay, proceed. So the next one I, I wanted to talk about or mention, um, Only Murders in the Building, which mm-hmm. is on that one was Steve, Steve Martin. Steve, yep, Mar- Steve Martin. Martin Short. Mar- Short. Short. And Selena Gomez? And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, then, so weird. and then even, um, um, uh, what's his name? See? Names. <laughs> if only um, you had some resource in front of you to Nathan look up Lane. these facts. Nathan Lane's in it. Well, what I've heard uh, is it's kind of like a who's who of New York actors anyway. Right. So. I mean, there's a lot of cameos in, uh, in this in this show. Right. Um, like, I, uh, I, this, I don't think it's a spoiler, but Sting makes an appearance. Fuck. You uh, ruined it forever. <laughs> I will never watch this now. No. Um, I mean, it, first of all, I mean, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Come on. Um, yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, Martin Short, I'm not necessarily sold on, but Steve Martin, what? 100%. Martin Short oh, can, man. like, rub me the wrong way, to be honest. Uh, okay. Well, they're All both right. really, really good in this. And even Selena Gomez surprises me. Yeah, I heard the dynamics I mean, really strong. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Um, and I, I wasn't expecting it to be... It go it goes it goes places that I didn't expect it to go. And, so um, is it complete? Like, is it a miniseries or what is it like? What's the format? Well, they, okay, so uh, they they are podcast listeners <laughs> and uh, true crime podcast listeners. Okay, and um, they're they're li- all that's how they meet. All three of them, mm-hmm. they live in the same. Uh, uh, par- uh, condo building in New York City, and um, that's yeah. They meet through this uh, sh- podcast series that they've been listening to, hosted by Tina Fey. I yes. Okay. <laughs> um, somebody a, a murder happens in the build in the building, and they decide to do their own podcast, mm-hmm. their own true crime podcast. Um, and try to solve the murder in the building. <laughs> so, but it, man, it, 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 you could, it's clear that Steve Martin and Martin Short are best friends because they act really well together. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, comedy, right? It's a comedy, yeah. But okay. it's also got it's it also is light procedural like, elements. Yeah, and it's um, it, and it's kind of twisted and in parts so okay. it's 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 it kind of it surprised me you know i mean i went into it because just on what Steve network Martin, is it on hulu okay it's a hulu original okay um and, but yeah i it's it's so good <laughs> i i can't say enough about it um but i mean i don't want to say anymore because i don't want to give things away good so, well that's sure. all the time you had anyway right <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ted Lasso, have you guys caught up? I am we're caught done. up. We're done. All yeah, right. We're, we finished. Where do you fall on it now versus previous season? Did you finish, Matt? Let's just get your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like season one more. Okay. Um, I thought this season was not as strong, but I still enjoyed it. Mark. I... I liked this season. I, I, I w- if I had to rate them, I probably would give season one a little bit more of an edge. Mm-hmm. But I liked, I especially liked um, Beard's episode. I haven't seen. Oh it. yeah, Beard's. 
well, it's it's it went, the best episode. Went, okay. Oh, you haven't gotten that far? I have not because Jennifer uh, fell off of it. Um, so it's made it harder for me to watch. Um, we're having we had a little bit of problem with the tone of it. It's like last season, I felt like they balanced like the earnestness with like the humor better and this one i feel like it borderlines on saccharin sometimes at least in the early episodes but i've heard that it like balances out further in so like i'm not writing it off i still like it i like the character dynamics but i do feel like it's a it's edging over the border of like cheesiness in a certain aspect um more so than the first season did which bothers me a little but i'm more than i'm 100 percent gonna finish it you well yeah. good should i will and i'm the one that a, told uh, you guys to watch it anyway like two years ago i know <laughs> <laughs> there there's a certain character arc that i was not happy with that we can discuss once you finish okay oh you really weren't happy with that no hmm. Hmm. i will say no. i was i am i am not happy with the direction that they're going to take with season three really so okay. not just with a character but the actual is this a major character Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. I imagine if it's going to affect season three that drastically, it would have to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll try to. How many episodes I will are say, there? I think I I've will seen say four. It shocked me and surprised me. Oh man, I didn't um, realize there was anything big happening. Uh, it. But I'm okay with. I'm okay with it. You would be. Apologist. It. I mean. <laughs> it, 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 oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to say like it came out of the blue. For me, like it, it didn't seem completely out of character for me. Like I guess, like they built it up for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess when it did happen, it seemed way more overblown and over the top than I thought it should have been. Interesting. Like it was mm-hmm. a, almost a almost an overreaction to me. Like I- an out of character overreaction. I don't think it was out of character. I think that was exactly how they intended him to react. Yeah, well, then I don't like that character anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're, uh, you I, really? I don't think you're supposed to. <laughs> no, I'm just dying <laughs> no, to know I what you're think talking all, about. And, I think this and, is and all maybe that's the point. I mean, maybe that's the point for mm-hmm. the heel turn, I guess. So. Heel turn. Yep. Wrestling lingo. Mm-hmm. Do you, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um... I know. Yeah, now you gotta watch it, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't out me as a wrestling fan. It's casual. Um, <laughs> the last thing I was gonna say, uh, I caught up on Chernobyl. Obviously incredible and just so just dis- deeply disturbing, profoundly disturbing. Oh, oh, yeah. 2019. oh yeah. Infuriating. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Um, I just never got around to it because most because the subject matter. I knew there was it was gonna be bleak. There was no other tone for that show to have. Just, yeah, and that shows something but it's so well done oh it's the incredible cinematography and in the way that they it, all the acting and the way they put it to, all together too oh no it was it's phenomenal and i know that there were some artistic liberties as far as characters but what was his name that supervisor um the one that was just being completely oblivious and just obstinate oh, yeah and refusing to acknowledge like i know that he is a like a pastiche of a bunch of different characters that probably behave that way in real life but you can really see that like you've you've known a person like that in real life you know what i mean oh yeah and it's just incredibly frustrating how many people had to die or get sick because through his lack of action but and it's not yep. just his. It was, yep. it was a huge chain of failures, but it was just insane. I didn't understand the scope of it until that. Um, yeah. 
And then last thing is, this is more for Mark, because you have a soft spot for, um, you know, like B-tier horror movies. There is a mm-hmm. movie called Underwater that I watched, and it's basically the original Alien Underwater. So I'm not going to say more than that, other than it stars what? Kristen Stewart as the Ripley character. And I know your mileage may vary on how you feel about Kristen Stewart, but I think it's a good like at minimum a one-off one-time kind of creature movie and Mm. it's i'm not trying to throw it in the same league as alien but i'm just saying thematically thematically (laughs) no no, that's a tough sell alien (laughs) is probably i mean i don't know one day i'm gonna have to come up a list but it's in my top five for sure like oh yeah movies all time so it is not in that category it's probably a six like um as far as you're gonna give it out of 10 rating but as hmm, like a that's what it has on IMDb right now. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, five point eight. Nailed 5. it. 8 out of 10. But I think somebody that's <laughs> going into it for like a reasonably entertaining horror movie that's pretty breezy, um, mm-hmm. I think it's a good recommendation. Uh, plus, without spoiling, if there's like an, an interesting element to it that you wouldn't necessarily predict, um, it's okay. got T.J. Miller in it. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was surprised about. Actually, um, way to spoil <laughs> that. But. Um, it's relatively recent, so I guess it's post his freakout. I guess he actually is getting some work again. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. I have other things I'm watching, but we'll get to him some other day. Okay. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts about anything? Any hot takes? Well, I definitely I definitely want to watch um, Midnight Mass. I keep hearing nothing but good things about that. 100%. And then yeah, I found out that is his next project mm-hmm. uh, is the house, the fall of the House of Usher. Ooh, ooh uh, la la! I didn't, I didn't hear about that at all. Yeah, and I don't know if he's going to do a modern take on it, kind of like how he did the uh, house on uh, the uh, haunting of Hill uh, House on the Hill. <laughs> uh, yes, you nailed it. You almost uh, nailed it. And um, like how like a Bly Manor was like a turning of the shrew kind of tank or tank. See names <laughs> suck. <laughs> was it? Is that what? Well, I don't know what, what that you guys was? are talking about. Yeah, yeah. He. It's loosely based on Taming of the Shrew. Well, so is Ten Things I Hate About You. Could there be things that seem any more different on the surface? I know, right? So, <laughs> all right. Um. Uh, but I'm that guy. Can't. I uh, oh, mean, anything he anything he does, I'm like all in. Gold, Jerry. Uh, gold. Yeah. So. I, I, I keep hearing good things about Midnight Mass, so I definitely want to watch that. All right. So. We all will. We'll, Me too. We'll, we'll report back in. Ryan, what do we have up for next week? Next week, um, we have... I don't have my notes up. Shit. I think it's... Um, <laughs> hold on, I'll find it real quick. Yeah. I think it's Other... Um, episode 13. Other Media. Hmm. Oh, well, okay. so I have like I have like um, the Expanse Nine book is coming out, Leviathan Th- Falls, because we are all caught up on that with like b- book eight, right? We are, we are. I th- well, I, that's what I thought. Ryan and I are. Yeah, is we we be? I am like halfway through book seven. You yeah, are okay. human garbage. <laughs> so in um so. For basically, I thought we'd talk about like books and other stuff like that. Um, 
and you have the Gone World and Six Gun mm-hmm. and Mark has topic and topic. About. <laughs> I have no books to add. <laughs> I'm no, sorry, I'm, I'm, I haven't really read anything in a while. Well, uh, you could go back try- too. Like it could be an audio book you listened to like a year ago. Just you know something yeah. recent. Uh, <laughs> okay. Or you can well, just. I mean, we, you don't have to limit it to just that. I mean, because you had wanted to talk about um, the. Um, or the yeah, the the board, the the madness yeah, I mean, game. Yeah. yeah, if you guys want to talk about books, I could talk about board games. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matt's nemesis. Um, but I'm also. I don't know why he thinks it's his. He, uh, he just. It's all luck, man. Oh yeah, of which I genetically have none. So that's that's what makes it well, problematic. That's, that's impossible. Yep, I roll natural ones, <laughs> and you saw it, especially in that game. That was just funny. Yeah, that, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> but anyway, so funny for us, not for you. It's fine. Ultimately, it was just so long. It's a long period of time to lose over. I think that's my problem. Yeah. If like we could get in and out quicker, even if I got ruthlessly uh, boned every single time, as long as it was honestly, brief. that was not probably the best setting. time I've ever had. Correct. No, no, no. <laughs> setting for playing this game. Um, I think because like when we, I've played it with John and Carolyn next door we've what's the game you know, called again uh, oh yeah uh mansions of madness okay. mansions of madness yeah yeah um we we were able we very i think we lost once or twice right and i think i mean not that they weren't challenging they were still we had to really think and really work but i think yeah, I yeah, think it's two, terrible. It's the worst game I've ever played. But you can talk about it more next time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can do, you can formulate your defense of this game. Then no, I don't actually yeah, believe well, that. But you can, I just bring some board game stuff, things maybe that are out or that you're interested in. Okay, we'll see if I can finally make progress in Dune. You know, I'm like uh, struggling through it, trying to find time to read. You know, so. that's one I'm, I I kind of want to revisit. I was kind of young when I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, first time. I, I'm still on like page 100, and it's been like a couple weeks. So. Have you really tried to go back to it, or are you just? No, I've just like not been able to like find sure. the time, and I have bad nighttime habits. You yeah. know, I'm on my phone instead of my book. So I think that's the most relatable human condition right now. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. That's like a little touch on what we're going to talk about. Um, I think this is a good place to call it for now. Uh, last time we forgot to give out our contact info. Our email is mostlywrongshow at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out our homepage at mostlywrong.fireside.fm or our Reddit page at mostlywrong.reddit.com. And finally, you can follow us on Twitter at mostlywrongshow. Um, so, yeah. We will be back with more random nonsense, and uh, while we're mostly wrong, we will keep trying to get it right. Isn't that right, Miles? That's right. Um, I guess that's it, and we'll talk to you later. I lied like a whisper. Take me long just to find you
Smother